0: Hello, this is a pre-show of the pre-show It is, let's see, 23.33.14 on New Year's Eve I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish my listeners and everyone else Happy New Year's Eve Hope your New Year's celebrations at midnight are going to be great and I hope you enjoy tomorrow. The next time you hear me will be after a short pause when I do the New Year's Day show. But for now, have a great new year. Never was again. That's from Ireland. I brought Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show The UK Geek Podcast. This is episode four hundred and twenty one recorded on Saturday the first of january twenty twenty two at twenty three zero two ten. Yes it is the first today. Happy New Year. And welcome to a special New Year's Day pod. I hope you enjoyed, or will enjoy, when I edit it all together, some sounds from last night's celebrations here in Castle Ryanstein, extracted amongst the family bickering that you did not hear because I edited it out. Those were the sounds that you heard just before the The music for this podcast. Anyway, let's see, what should we talk about today? Well, yeah, I, of course, watched the first Doctor Who special earlier today at seven o'clock, Eve of the Daleks, I saw it, I watched it, I liked it. That's one special down, two more to go, and then Jodie Whittaker is sadly out, and we will have a new Doctor. And we are going to be talking about what I hope from that new Doctor in a few moments. But just for a few seconds, let's talk about Eve of the Daleks. I found... Chris Chibnall's take on Groundhog Day plus Noel Clark's idea oh Storage twenty-four in offensive. It was saved though by the quirky couple played by a fiery Eiling Beer and a nerdy and Johnny Salmon, who are the odd couple. Beer plays the woman who owns the storage warehouse where this is set and Salmon plays her one nerdy customer who arrives on New Year's Eve just as the TARDIS also arrives and then Daleks are involved and there's a time loop. It all works out in the end and there are fireworks. I enjoyed it but I didn't feel like it was an event, it did not feel like a special, something to really look forward to on New Year's Day, it felt more like an episode of just the Ordinary Series. Still, I was appreciative of the fact that we got a new episode of a series I love, and I'm looking forward to the next special, which is titled... Legend of the Sea Devils. I've seen the trailer. There are pirates. Yeah. And those pirates are Chinese pirates. Even better. Hopefully that one will be a little bit more exciting than the one we had tonight. Now let us get to the main subject of this episode. And that is what I hope for in the next Doctor when Jodie Whittaker leaves. And we get a new actor in the role. First of all, in the new Doctor, I would like to see some personality changes. I like Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. She's personable. She's friendly. Actually, I like all the Doctors, surprise surprise. New Who and Old Who. So I'm a captive audience. But for the new Doctor... I would prefer someone who is perhaps a little more sinister. Someone who has a little of Colin Baker, Peter Capaldi DNA. Bonus points if they could also add a little more charisma to the character. Joe Martin ticked both those boxes... And I'm one of those who greatly admired her take. But, oh my Hovians, she is not getting the next spot. And why is that? Because Joe Martin was a special exception. She is like Peter Cushing, like Paul McGann, like John Hurt, the war doctor. At best, right now she's acting as a red herring like David Morrissey's Doctor, for whoever's next to drive the wonky time machine, which is a pity. I would like to see her in that role. If she does get that role, and I'm wrong about everything that I've just said, then great, I'll be happy to be wrong. But I just have a feeling that she's not going to be the next Doctor. Moving on to something else... ...that I would like in The New Doctor. Jodie Whittaker has said in an interview that I watched quite recently... ...that she regards Doctor Who as an ensemble show. I do not. Yes, there are companions... ...but there were too many companions, I felt, with Jodie Whittaker... I did not like the Doctor Who fam idea. I wish Jodie Whittaker had more screen time. So I hope the next Doctor has won, or even better. Here's something to think about, Russell T Davies, when you re-take over New Who. How about no companions? That way we get to know more about the Doctor... And that is something that we rarely see. We saw it in that special with David Tennant. Was that Planet of the Dead where he's stranded with those bus passengers? Or what was the other one? Midnight, when he's on that alien tour bus. I really enjoy those episodes. Yeah, let's have more of a Lone Wolf Doctor. Next, I hope that the next Doctor really dials up the alien, even if he's an Earther by choice. In the old canon, he might have been half-human. After Peter Capaldi, though, he's now billions of years old, and that changes a person that changes a sentient being even more than just having the odd extra organ. When you add the timeless children factor, you have a Doctor who is very far from the norm, even for an orphan adopted by a Gallifreyan proto-Time Lord. Yes, the Doctor is a very, very strange being, and I want to see that. I don't want someone who's the perennial friendly clown. Next, and I do apologise for using terminology that is wholly unsuited to my age. Here we go. Do you ship the Doctor and Rose, or the Doctor and Yaz, as we've seen lately? I do not. I am done with the romance. The Doctor, I feel, is at the stage when, nice as it is, must regard most species as insects. Even the ones the Doctor is attracted to must seem at best mere fireflies. Beautiful, brilliant, and very short-lived. The Doctor has touched on this topic before, But now, billions of years old, he must be strange even to his fellow Time Lords. As I am a reviewer of Old Who, I'm going to be completely fair here and say that even William Hartnell's Doctor was occasionally a bit of a ladies' man. Go back to my collection of older pods and listen to pod 37 in the Doctor Who story titled The Aztecs. So what I'm saying is that romance in Doctor Who is nothing new. Yes, that rhymes, sorry about that. But let us change this paradigm, at least for a while. Let's have a change. Let's dial back the romance, make him weirder, stranger, alien, make him more alone. Which leads on to the next thing I'd hope for, and that is to make the Doctor less important, less powerful, more anonymous. Bring in the threat of personal failure and death. Yes, we've Sort of done it, but we always knew in the back of our mind that he'd be okay in the end. Because when you do those things, you crank up the thrills that come with the possibility of high risk and danger. Those are a few of my brief thoughts on what I'm hoping for in The New Doctor. The gender doesn't matter, though one female doctor amongst so many would be a pity. Maybe another female doctor? Maybe a non-white doctor? Whatever the case, I hope that someone out there in the ether is listening and thinking about the things that I've just said. Maybe I'll at Russell T Davies and Chris Chibnall. For all the good that will do. And that is it for my pontifications about New Who. I will, of course, continue to pontificate shamelessly about Old Who for the foreseeable future. That's quite a few years left of my reviews of Old Who to go. My revisits, as I call them. Let's move on to something else hawkeye i already mentioned that i've been watching this i watched it to the end the christmas tale of the famous archer passing the flame to his young protege is finished i don't know if there'll be a second season but i did enjoy the first the very last episode has some gems. The slapstick moments were fantastic. <laughs> that bit where Hawkeye falls into a giant Christmas tree and is confronted by a very surprised-looking owl. <laughs> then there's that bunch of thugs who are shrunk by a Hank Pym particle armed arrow and then carried off by that same owl isn't that the comedy callback thing that was really cool it definitely did make me laugh <laughs> next i just wanted to talk briefly about something that annoys me and yeah it's a bit of a cliche getting annoyed about this stuff and i have mentioned it before but it does bug me mostly because I've been watching the trilogy of previous Matrix films in preparation for seeing the fourth Matrix film, The Matrix Resurrections. (laughs) By the way, no colon in The Matrix Resurrections. Ah, thank God. The death of a colon. We can only hope. I'm going to zoom past this bit because I had second thoughts of whether to include it because it is a bit moany, but I took some time writing it out, so you might as well hear this. As a techie, there are things that bother me about films. As I said, I have the Matrix films in my mind at the moment. I'm going to be referring to the first Matrix film as an example And yeah, I have seen The Matrix Resurrections, and that review is coming soon, but back to the first Matrix film. And of course, it applies to many other films too, like Sunshine, although I'm not including the nonsense that is Sunshine, because the tech consultant, scientist Brian Cox, was largely ignored by the filmmakers. Okay, In The Matrix the first movie in the Matrix series. There is some naive and cringy, for techies, dialogue where tech is involved. Let's look at some particularly egregious examples. Egregious to me, I know. You're going to be tearing your hair out and thinking, what an annoying nerd, and I apologise for that. But here we go. Neo says, debase, when referring to a database... To show his tech cred. Unfortunately, no one does that. DBASE is not a semi acronym slash abbreviation for database. In this case, arrangement of letters lowercase d, uppercase b, lowercase a, s, e that arrangement is referring to specific software, a database management system. The best known versions were marketed by the Ashton Tate Corporation. I could not let this go because this is such a well-known fact to programmers and developers, maybe of a certain age, and the whole computer industry industry the legacy computer industry, admittedly, that it is embarrassing when one hears it. There is no abbreviation. The abbreviation for database, the way you truncate that word, is you just say database, because there is no abbreviation for database. By the way, if you're thinking the lowercase db, is an abbreviation for database. I worked for 16 years in the computer industry, and I never heard someone refer to a database as a DB, unless its letters were reused as part of the uppercase DBA, as in database administrator. That is allowed. You can say DBA. You cannot say DB. You cannot say DBase. Those are not abbreviations for database. Stop saying it. It makes you look like an imbecile. (sighs) I know, you're thinking I'm focusing on the minutiae, but I am a nerd. Then there's an even worse example. And that's the piece of dialogue in which Neo omits the most useless piece of exposition ever, when he explains in a conversation with Morpheus that the acronym for artificial intelligence is AI. Really, Neo? Really? Even a non-techie for at least the last two decades would know this. So why bother? Okay, look, I'm not a complete idiot when it comes to screenwriting, I get that it's in the dialogue to keep Neo involved in the conversation with Morpheus. But it makes him sound like a moron, which is further exacerbated by Keanu's dull delivery. And I'm sorry, Keanu, that is the way you sound. You sound... Like a Californian dude, you sound like the guy from Wild Stallions. You are that guy. And saying AI that way just makes you sound incredibly stupid. Oh my god, I actually had to pause there to look up what film that was from. i completely forgotten Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. <laughs> I'm handing in my nerd identification card as we speak and have myself struck off the list of credible nerds where was i okay yeah the wazhorskis i love the wazhorskis and most of their work even some of the work that isn't so well received like speed racer i hate cloud atlas which puts me in the minority i think cloud atlas sucks so bad But hey, Wachowskis, if you want to speak tech and not sound like complete and utter incompetent idiots, get a bloody tech consultant. Take a leaf out of Sam Ismail's, Mr. Robot, especially in a film about the god of uber hackers. Do you know what this is? This is Kong Skull Island from 2017 all over again. Do you remember that whole data wrangler fiasco? Oh, I'm not going to reiterate right, what I said about that. Listen to Pod 170, and you can thank Dan Gilroy and others for that strangely badly techie sounding script. And again, it was me focusing on the minutiae. I don't know, should I apologise for that? I am what I am. It does always surprise me, amaze me in fact, how filmmakers are willing to skimp on the script. The script, the actual story, the thing that makes their movie not just a pile of... Of random, useless, wasted film. Why do they do that? Why? Why, Hollywood? Explain. I'm well aware, as I've said several times during this mini-rant, that this whole thing makes me sound like a techie techie. But listening to this creaking nonsense in movies is as unbearable as as the itch from an evil school bully putting pencil sharpenings down your shirt collar. You know, it's just an itch you have to scratch. And that's why podcasts were invented. To let me vent. But look, hey, if you're a sci-fi filmmaker, don't feel too singled out by my gentle attack on your past cock-ups. Because you're not alone. I'm sure there are plenty horror filmmakers who have completely buggered up any chance of making a credible zombie flick. Because the epidemiology is all wrong. In fact, there's a whole article about it, and I've put it in the show notes at insider.com, where an epidemiologist rates... 10 zombie movies and TV shows for realism. That should be interesting, but I think you can guess what the results will be. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm a moaner. Look at that, 28 minutes already on the clock. This is actually longer than some of my non-short podcasts, and this was just supposed to be a short Happy New Year episode. Got a bit carried away. We're in the after-show section, if you didn't already realise. I am so pleased to be talking to you. I don't really have anything else to say, other than I'm not looking forward to saying this, but it does need to be said. I need your feedback. I've said this till I'm blue in the face, but I need it. I need to know if you like this show, if you hate this show, if you are ambivalent, towards the show and couldn't care less one way or the other. I need to know, and you can help me find out what you think by telling me. What are you waiting for, Keyboard Warriors? Go for it. You can contact me on Twitter. You can contact me via email. There's a link on my website. I need to know. I need to know so that I can improve the show so that I can get more listeners, I just need to know. And that is it. The show, as always, is made by me. I'm Roy Matur, a writer. Yes, I have written a novel, and that's coming out again soon, after some revisions. There may be even a paperback copy or two. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, as I said, get in touch. You can review or rate the show on whatever platform you listen, recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. And by support, I mean you can also support me with a small tip. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek podcast. This was episode 421, recorded on Saturday, the 1st of January, 2022. And the time at the end of the show is 23.3406. Thanks for listening, and bye bye for now. And again, Happy New Year. Bye.